Welcome back to Two Bones and a Microphone. This is Casey Ryan, and this is not Sam Zaganto. This is actually my first solo episode. So if you're new to Two Blondes and a Microphone, go ahead and give us a follow at Two Blondes and a Mic because microphone is too long on Instagram. We would love to hear from you after the podcast to see what you thought. And if you have any questions about what we're about to talk about today, what we're about to talk about, what I'm about to talk about today. It's kind of weird because I feel like I have to do this back and forth with Sam when we're actually on the podcast together and I can't do that this time around. So I'm really going to miss that. Can't wait to have Sam back next week. But this week I am so excited to talk to you guys all about traveling. It sounds crazy, but I've been to According to the Ben app, that's B-E-E-N, the Ben app, 54% of the United States. The Ben app is a really cool way to keep track of where you traveled in the world. I've actually only been to 4% of the states, even though I've been to 11 countries. It sounds pretty weird, sounds pretty wild, but I love keeping track and seeing the different places I've been to when they turn a different color and keep track of where in Europe I've been. I've been to 15% of Europe, according to this app. 54% of the United States really want to take a trip down to Texas. I think that's my next trip. And this is super cool just to get into tune of where in the world you've been to the most of, where you want to go back to. It's a great way to keep notes. So I highly recommend bringing out the Ben app for your traveling needs. It sounds weird, but I've been traveling since I was two years old. My family loves to travel. I'm not even joking. Right now, my dad's actually in Florida doing, honestly, who knows? I really don't know because each day is a new adventure. Get a different picture from him. And he's off doing these crazy things like going to Savannah, Georgia and seeing what they have to offer at a tiny barbecue spot in the middle of nowhere that is known for their ribs. I think that's literally what he did today. He is such a travel bug and that's where I've gotten it from. So the first time I ever went abroad, I had to be, I don't know what age, but I was a sophomore in college, and I went to Spain and Gibraltar with a communication sciences and disorders group through my major. And it was such a cool experience. It was planned out by EF Tour Company, and it was really great in the way that It was planned out for you. So day by day, you knew where you were going to be. You knew what you were going to do, what options you had to add on to the trip. But one thing I highly recommend before taking a trip of your own is planning it out for yourself but having a companion. I think this is really important if this is your first trip that you're trying to plan internationally because that way you get a little flavor, a little taste of what it's like to plan it out, figure out what you want to do step by step and have a better basis and maybe feel a little bit better about going internationally. However, the second time when I got the travel bug again, I actually went for one whole month, one whole month, wow, it sounds crazy to think about, with my brother on a European excursion. So in 2018, from beginning of July to the beginning of August, we had the time of our lives. We each grabbed one bag. Yes, that's right, girls, one bag. That's it. It was really, really hard for me to pick and choose everything that I wanted to bring 
but we only had one bag each. We hopped on a plane on July 6th and traveled to seven different countries. So let me tell you a little bit about it. And I cannot wait to tell you a little bit about each country that we went to on a European excursion. So first off, my last name is Ryan. My mom's first name is Kelly. My dad's first name is Timothy and so on and so forth. We are Irish. If you didn't get that from all the names. It's really funny because I had such high expectations for Ireland. So going into Dublin as our first city was such a thrill. Hopping on that plane knowing that I was going back to my homeland and I'm doing quotes in the air right now. My count, my family is actually from County Tipperary and County Kildare, I believe. I could be wrong on that. For sure, Tipperary. And so I always thought it was cool that I was going back to my roots. I was so ready to go to Dublin and be immersed in this new culture that was different than my own, but somehow bring a home element. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was a little disappointed. So for all of you out there who have been to Dublin who've seen it all and absolutely loved it, that is great. I am so happy for you because Dublin has a lot of partying to do in that city. Not going to lie to me, it was a lot of Americans going there for the experience, just like me, but didn't want to see things like the jail cells that held individuals during the potato famine just so they would commit a crime. Some of them literally committed a crime just because if you went to jail, you had to be given meals every day. There was a famine going on, so they would commit a crime and go to jail. I had no idea that that was even part of it. So that was our first day. Kilmainham Jail was a really cool experience. Then we walked back to the main city of Dublin. We actually got to tour the Guinness factory, which I highly recommend. Not a big Guinness gale, but when in Dublin, you know what I mean? I also recommend the Jameson tour. I have not been on it, but if you're more of a Jameson person, that's definitely for you. Such a cool tour, great facilities, absolutely ginormous, and really cool to see a background and history of what those have to offer. We also went on a tour of Dublin through our hostel house, and this was awesome because the university or Trinity College is there, and the university has individuals who will offer tours for free. Obviously, you just tip them at the end. And they give you the fun facts. Let me tell you, they're really telling you what went on at these places and a little fun facts that you could bring back home. So that was a really cool experience, being able to go through Dublin with a tour of someone who is local and there for the school. I have to tell you, one thing I loved about Trinity College is the Book of Kells. Not going to lie, we kind of peeked in there, but we didn't pay to get in. Please don't tell my mom. But anyways... I really want to tell you the story of my clottering. So I wear my clottering on my left hand, and my clottering that I originally had broke on midnight of the 2017-2018 New Year's exchange. I know, so weird. But the story of my clottering ends at Trinity College, where I decided to get a new one, and I have it blessed later on in the Vatican City, which is our last destination that I'll tell you about later. So that was Dublin, and we actually traveled from Dublin to Galway to Dingle and the Cliffs of Mohair through a group called Paddy Wagon Tours. Galway is such a beautiful, quaint little town, colorful, street performers everywhere, eateries. I absolutely loved it, even though we were only there for one night. I individually liked it better than Dublin. Dingle 
It sounds like the beginning of a joke, but an Australian, a Canadian, and two Americans walked into a bar and, well, I ordered a Bud Light. We met this awesome group of people, one Australian, I think who was 17 years old, a Canadian who was 20, and my brother and I. We all walked into a small town bar, ordered Bud Lights, looked like the most American people there, and you know what? It was fantastic. It was pretty much like you were walking into someone's kitchen. This lady... Oh, I'm telling you, she made these jelly-filled baguettes kind of thing. I still crave them to this day. They were literally amazing. Cliffs of Mohair are a must-see. I have to be honest, I didn't have much expectation for them. Heard they were cool, saw some cool pictures. These cliffs are breathtaking. And when you're right on the edge, you are right on the edge. So really cool pictures, great views, definitely a must-see in Ireland. So our second country that we traveled to, we actually flew into. We flew into London. And let me tell you, London was just like all the US large cities combined on one side of the river. And then on the other side of the river, it looked like London that existed 800 years ago. We went to the Churchill War Rooms, which were okay. I feel like for the bit of a wait that it was, It was not the highlight of London, but it was definitely an interesting thing to see. Westminster Abbey, must see. Tower of London brought me a lot of facts that I didn't really understand and know about London. But one thing that I absolutely loved that was brought to light about Europe for the first time was the markets that they have. Borough Market was one of those things like Time Out Market in Chicago, if you're familiar with it, but bigger. I wish we had more of these in Chicago It's somewhat like Time Out Market, older, more to choose from in all outdoors, and it was wonderful. It's like you're going for lunch and grabbing a little of everything, and this was actually brought out in Florence, in London, and in a couple of other cities that we stopped in. I highly recommend going through these markets and eating there for lunch instead of going to a restaurant. Not only does it save you money, but you get a variety and the really good stuff. Then from London, we took a channel to from London to Paris. I have to tell you, this was a spontaneous decision. The World Cup, it sounds like a movie, was going on while we were taking the channel from London to Paris. When I say we ran through the streets to get to our hotel to drop off our stuff and run to the Eiffel Tower, we were running. I joined the track team in high school for the bagels and the hot chocolate, but in that moment, I was using my minimal skills to get to the Eiffel Tower. It was such a cool experience seeing these ginormous explosions of colored powder in the air when they finally had that final ringing of the bell indicating they won. We spent hours there eating these sandwiches that were somewhat like grilled cheese and a ham celebrating with wine, a bottle, okay, maybe three bottles or so. Until we went up to the top of the Eiffel Tower, I'm telling you, Paris was like a movie. A lot of people say that individuals, when you go to Paris, don't like Americans, but I had nothing but the best time in Paris. Not gonna lie, the Palace of Versailles was a little disappointing. I'm not saying we wasted time by going there, but I would have rather enjoyed doing other things like the catacombs in Paris, we didn't end up going down there, partially because we got lost, (laughs) but 
Notre Dame, only a few minutes away from the Louvre. All of these really cool, interesting things are a necessity. Paris is one of those places where if you treat it right, plan it out a little, and find the hidden gems, you will definitely fall in love in the city of love. And thank you for the wine and the ability to drink it on the streets. Not only did we go to Paris, and I had, eh, some expectations, but come on, it was the World Cup. We also went to Munich, Germany, and I was most amazed out of our entire trip with Munich, Germany. My family is also a little German, they have mostly those Irish roots, but it was so cool going into Munich and being fully immersed in that culture. I feel like when you are entering the streets of Germany, there is a lot more to take in and a lot of diversity. And so one thing we really wanted to take a part of in Germany was the historical background that it offers. Dachau concentration camp was the first place we went to, and it was the most moving part of the entire country. So one thing I have to note, if you do decide to go to Munich, is make sure to stamp your train ticket before you get on to go from Munich to Dachau concentration camp. We were kicked off a train in the middle of a random town by the police, even though we purchased the ticket. Make sure to stamp your ticket in Germany. I know this is super fast and super quick, but if you're going to Europe, just make sure you get it stamped. Even if it's purchased, for some reason it doesn't count. But Dachau concentration camp was the most moving part of our trip. We originally planned about three hours here and then decided to spend till closing time there. We went through every station, every room, and felt so many different feelings. It was quiet, but one of those quiets that you're learning from because so everyone's so immersed in what they're reading, what they're trying to comprehend, even in the slightest. And seeing that firsthand, not reading it in a book, was one of the most moving and emotional experiences that we went through while in Europe. We decided to go to dinner two nights in a row to the Hofbrau House. Let me tell you, great pretzels, great beer, that's about it. Don't eat there. Go for the beer. I mean, Germany's known for its beer in these huge mugs and enjoy that, but it does nothing for you. The Hofbrau House has great pretzels in the name, but that's about it. So I recommend finding a little something else for dinner. The next day, we decided to go on an American-led tour to New Schweinstein Castles. This is where King Ludwig II was actually... He either was born or lived there. I really can't remember. You could tell I was really paying attention on the tour. However, this is the castle that was originally created, or the Disney castle was originally created after this castle, which is pretty cool. You can see a lot of these pictures of this particular castle in tour books on covers. I have a tour book that I bought of all of Europe before we went. And it was on the front cover, and I knew I wanted to go there. It's about an hour or so from Munich, but definitely worth it. And this tour company, I cannot remember what they were called, but they were fantastic. I think that their main office is right across the street from the Hofbrau House. So if you're looking for a tour company to take you to various destinations of historical importance, definitely look into them because they were so humorous 
even though I'm pretty sure my brother and I were the only one who understood his jokes because we were the only two Americans on the tour, thank you to that random guy from Massachusetts who decided to lead our tour and cracked a few jokes. The next place we went to was Salzburg, Austria. And I have to tell you, so many people are so so about Austria and Vienna. We did not go to Vienna, but Salzburg did nothing for me. I know that sounds so negative, and the next few places I'm about to get into, I'm going to spend the most time on just because I was so amazed with Switzerland and Italy. But other than going on the Sound of Music tour, it was just a little disappointing. Maybe it was because it was rainy. We didn't really have much planned. Couldn't find that much to do initially. So unless you're in Mozart, a super fan of the Sound of Music tour, also, if you're in love with Red Bull, the headquarters are there. So unless you love one of those three things, I recommend spending about two days there or trying out Vienna. Can't speak to that, but I heard it has breathtaking views. The next place awed me, surprised me. It was beautiful. I cannot tell you enough about Switzerland. Switzerland was broken up for us into three places, and let me tell you a little bit about our adventures at each. In Lucerne, Switzerland, you need about a day to go through the entire town and completely enjoy yourself in these beautiful views, and it literally looks like it was taken from a book, and that's wallpaper in the background. It's the best place to just get away from the day, paddle boat your worries away, kind of forget that you're even on vacation because it seems like you're just part of this little town. And you find the best shops, best eateries that only have three or four seats. Let me tell you one thing, though. It's expensive. Once you get into Switzerland, be prepared to spend some money just because everything is a little more expensive. Totally worth it. I really recommend part of your time being spent in Lucerne, Try out Zurich just to go marvel at all the people who have money. I'm not even joking you. Every other store was Chanel or Tom Ford or a high-end store of some sort where I would look through the windows and not touch anything just because I was there with one backpack and I hadn't cleaned my jeans in a week. If that says anything about how much I can afford at that store. (laughs) Last but not least, definitely not least, we went to Interlaken, Switzerland. For my 21st birthday, and let me tell you, I don't think anyone's 21st birthday can beat the one I had. I went skydiving in the Swiss Alps on the morning of my 21st birthday, and it was an experience. I wanted to go first, definitely do something along the lines of paragliding or skydiving when you were in Switzerland just to get those views fully in from a different perspective, but I wanted to go first. I don't mind heights, but I wanted to go first. My brother is 6'4". He did not need to go in front of me so I could just watch him fall in midair. Guess who had to go first because he was 6'4", and then he needed to fall in midair before me. That's right. So I had the best time skydiving. I have a whole video of it. I'm pretty sure I said I love you, Mom, three times before I flew out of that helicopter. But what an experience it was. So cool recommend skydiving or paragliding or something of the sort just to get a new perspective on what you're doing. I had a newfound friend from Texas that same day that invited us to go kayaking. 
So I felt like an adventure bug here. Like I said, I'm not the most athletic person. Ran in high school, but for the bagels. So we went from skydiving to kayaking, and it was awesome. I'm telling you, these views are like crystal clear water. The sky is blue as can be, and there's mountains in the background. There's nothing like it. We had fondue with my newfound friend from Texas. So if you're listening to this, hello. I think she moved to Washington, D.C., actually. And we ended up hiking Schlitzhorn Mountain with this new friend that we met. Also, someone that I bumped into in Spain. That would have been two years ago. Who happened to be there on the same day. That's the one thing about Europe. It's so easy to get from country to country that when you have a friend in one place, definitely work on meeting up with each other because it's a two-hour train ride, three-hour train ride to get to a completely new place. So I was lucky enough to experience that hike up to Schlitzhorn Mountain with a friend, old and new. We did Trumbleback Falls, I hope I'm saying that right, on our way up to the mountain. And when I say we hiked up the mountain, I didn't bring hiking boots. So we semi-hiked, semi-did the easy route until we can get to a gondola to ride up. But I know people who are in our hostel house that fully hiked a seven-hour hike or so up Schlitzhorn Mountain, which is, I'm sure, so much more rewarding. Palmer House, I believe it's called, is where we stayed hostel house-wise in Interlock in Switzerland. If you're looking for something completely different than any other hostel house you've ever been to, go to this hostel. Like I said, I spent my 21st birthday here. It was such a cool experience and found old friends, new friends, and everyone in between that were staying here. I was lucky enough to go through that, and my brother even made me a cake at the end. So cool. One thing I need to mention about Switzerland again is it's costly, so make sure you're planning out other parts of your trip to revolve around the money you might spend there. Dinner was a little more pricey, so we spent a lot of nights just making a peanut butter and jelly or something simple in the hostel room. Last but certainly not least, we went to Italy, and it, it was gorgeous. I know that this podcast usually goes for 30 minutes or so, but I have to get a little bit into this before I let you guys go. Like I said, if you have any questions about accommodations or packing or anything to do or not to do in certain countries, I would love to get into it a little more with you. But I just have to say this is a quick synopsis of going into Europe with an open mind, an open backpack, and trying to pile more into your already busy schedule. In Italy, we went to Florence, which was absolutely amazing. I actually liked it better than Rome. Just prepare to be amazed with food that wows. Oh, I gained all the weight back in Italy, and it was worth every bite. Bartering for whatever you need, I bartered for jerseys and purses, and it's so normal to do so, which is actually a pretty cool experience and a real Italy feel. Now, to be honest, I didn't get this everywhere in Italy. Not that I was disappointed in not getting it, but Florence is where I really felt like I was immersed in this Italian culture with this food that was different and exquisite and gelato on every corner. I also loved how you can go up to the top of Florence and overlook the entire city at night and see the sunrise or sunset and sunrise in the morning over a bottle of wine or a cup of coffee. Unlike any other city, Florence gave me that feel of home for a lot of people and a lot of pride that was shown in different shops that were family owned. 
or homes that were opened up to friends. So I really liked that about Florence. Compared to Rome, Rome was just so busy. Let me tell you when not to walk around Rome. July, July, when we went. The Colosseum and Palatine Hill are exactly that. It's a lot of hills. Don't worry about your hair being frizzy because, girls, let me tell you, just put it on top of your head. It's 100 degrees and you're walking around in this massive heat wave that you're going to have to wait outside of each significant place in Rome for. So I think that if I went at a different time, it might have been a little better. But everything from the Colosseum to the Panthenon was amazing. However, I don't feel like I could fully appreciate it because of the weather. But Trevi Fountain was actually right next to our Airbnb that we didn't have air conditioning at. And it was awesome because you can see almost this gelato shop and Trevi Fountain right outside of our Airbnb, which was totally a Lizzie McGuire moment walking around Trevi Fountain, if you know what I mean. Come on, who doesn't love Lizzie McGuire? And I have mentioned the Vatican City. It's everything you would expect. It's very security-based. It's must-see. And what lies behind the gates is absolutely stunning. Like St. Peter's Basilica was breathtaking. Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel and the amount of people that were piled in that room just to stare at those two touching hands was immaculate. But I honestly was brought back to the amount of times that I would open a book in a history class or social studies class and study these pieces of art or study these places or hear about them in religion classes. So it was amazing to get that experience, to see them in person and bring it to light. But I think that not being able to fully immerse myself in it and enjoy it because of the weather, because it was the last stop on our trip, I was kind of ready to go home, was... A little downfall of it. So I'm pretty sure that if I did go back, I would try to enjoy Rome at a different time of year and try to give everything a second chance. I'm going to end on this. My favorite place that I went to in Europe was the Amalfi Coast. Positano, Capri, Sorrento. These are perfect places if you are going with someone you're in a relationship with, a group of good friends, or if you're just trying to get away in Europe for a vacation away from your vacation. It sounds weird, but we were in Capri in the Blue Grotto enjoying a drink right by the water, and I felt like I was on a vacation from my vacation. I recommend going to Capri probably a half a day, but Positano is the perfect placement for that other half for like a date night or dinner by the beach, some type of treat-yourself type day. So Capri and Positano definitely could be paired up. But even though you are going to those two places, stay in Sorrento. It's cheaper. It's a great home base, beautiful blues and yellows. And getting here from Rome is a little weird, but the views are totally worth it. And once you get there, it's a perfect place to be. So that was a really, really, really quick synopsis of everything my brother and I did in Europe. I know that it was a lot, so feel free to ask questions. DM us at Two Bonds and a Microphone if you have any questions about where I stayed, the accommodations, the do's and don'ts, where to go, what I would recommend for a certain length trip. 
I just hope that this gives you a little perspective of what you can do in a month, what you're capable of doing, even with one backpack and no plan. Because at the time of my life, I highly recommend Italy, Switzerland, and London, if I had to choose three of those countries. But all of them honestly took my breath away in some way, shape, or form. So thank you so much for tuning in to Two Blondes and a Microphone. Can't wait to be back with Sam next week. I hope you guys enjoyed a little bit about my European excursion and have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys.